Well, here we are back in the studio. It's been a long time. How's your summer been? Oh my God, I haven't had a second to... I feel like I've hardly seen you. I know, I've hardly seen you either. That's so I've sad. I've heard you either. <laughs> I'm so excited that we're back in the studio and back Oh recording. my gosh, me too. And we're yeah. in a new studio. I know. Very exciting. Very exciting. Lots of new things coming in. Yes. Yeah. Good, good mojo, I think. <laughs> and today we have two guests on that I am super excited about because mm-hmm. I wanted to have them on for a while. Um, the two founders of Girls Write Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. Andrea Lorian and Vivian Lee Croft. They're so fantastic. Hi. And this organization, <laughs> hi everybody. They're so fantastic. And this organization is so great. And I don't want to talk over them because what they're doing is basically helping girls who need a safe space to write. So tell me, if you would, a little bit about how this came together. You know, tell us, you know, why did you want to do this? I think as Natalie and I are both writers, we can mm-hmm. sort of identify with it's hard as oh, a female yeah. writer to find like-minded people, to find a safe space to write. So why don't you give us give us like the the background of how it all came together and you know why you decided you wanted to do it and either one of you can start they're both gonna look at each other like (laughs) (laughs) there was a lot of research put into sort of what this could look like should look like is there anything already like this in pittsburgh um i'm very much this is vivian i'm very much a person who wants to collaborate Mm -hmm. and join forces and work together for common goals and share spaces for the betterment of everyone that's involved and being served. So we really put a lot of thought into what can this program look like? So I wanted to create something that would allow me to use my background as a creative writer. And, um, as a young girl, when I was a teenager, as a young girl, not having an outlet to kind of think through what was going on in my life and work through issues that were happening as a teenager, very difficult time. Do you think that, you know, I used to journal. That mm-hmm. was like my big thing when I, I still have all Me too. Yeah, yeah, that's I what them. I was doing. And I'm yeah. like, oh, well, what 13-year-old Natalie was thinking she was such a mess. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but it was something that I think was almost specific to a time. Mm-hmm. Because now I feel like if you aren't on – first of all, if anybody had read my journal, I would have been mortified when I was a, I was a teenager, right? Mm-hmm. It was like your private space. Yeah. Yeah. But now it's like if you don't put all your feelings, yeah. you're, you're airing out all your laundry on Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat or whatever, mm-hmm. then it's almost like there's something wrong with you. So did you feel when you were going through this idea that it would be really hard – to find maybe what you were looking to pull out of girls because the culture has changed so much about how we even approach That's such a great writing. question. And my thought kind of was there are going to be girls who aren't going to share. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was not a sharer. Mm-hmm. I've only become a sharer very recently. And there are going to be oversharers. <laughs> That's and, me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're a good balance. Andrew's like that. Hello. Hi, I'm here. <laughs> but the spaces that we created and made available are inclusive of both those dynamics. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of very private things that are said during workshops that stay in the workshops because they just need that space to explore. And it can look totally different than what they're Snapchatting. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's more in depth. It's more like, let me think about this a little bit mm-hmm. more. Let me really dive deep into this topic. As opposed to emotionally vomiting yep. just everything you're feeling. And there's nothing moment. about, like, it doesn't have to be impressive. You know, it's not right. like, this is how my life 
ideally looks versus what it actually is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My 14 year old cousin recently explained to me like the teenage rules of Instagram and my it's mind tall. was, oh my gosh. So it's like, <laughs> like if a photo doesn't get enough likes yep. in a certain amount of time, they'll delete it. Oh. Oh, wow. no, this I'm, is true. I can validate that. I was wow. like, yeah. what? She like took a great picture from downtown. I'm like, that's a great photo. She's like, yeah, but it only has like 42 likes. I'm probably going to delete it. I'm like, don't delete that photo. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, then you're erasing the record of, hey, look at this day I spent downtown. But right. it's not, it's it's for the audience rather than the personal experience. Yeah. Right? It's a lot of it. Thing. Yeah. Right. Right. And I think, you know, when we're talking about writing in general, everyone is a critic now of writing, correct? Mm-hmm. I mean, because there's blogs mm-hmm. and, you know, just comment spaces on professional websites where, where writers are, it's almost as though it's now expected for you to criticize somebody. If someone could say, I'm giving away free puppies and there would be a problem, you know? <laughs> so how do you get girls to open up knowing that too, that, that we are in such a hyper critical culture, which I really think has, that is a truly different dynamic than 15 years ago where you had to write a letter to the editor or you had to take time to tell someone in a different way what you thought of their writing. And it was more of, I think, a critique, whereas now it's, oh, well, she's this or she's that. It's very personal. It's more of an attack. I I think, at least in my experience with the girls, that so much has changed in the last 15 years, Mm -hmm. but giving your time and giving that space still matters and it's Mm. still really important and I mean I don't have kids I don't work with teenagers in my day job so when I'm with them I'm giving them my all and I'm giving them my patience and I think for a lot of people maybe that's a space they don't get in any other place I know as a teenager if I had like one hour a week with like cool adults like I would have like showed off you know what I mean like totally totally yeah yeah and so the dynamic I went to one um, session, one of your, your meetings and the dynamic to me in there, it would have been very different if there had been boys in the room. Yes. Oh, it's, yeah. a, it's a very different space. So how do you, you know, how do they take that good energy of feeling like they can be vulnerable and they can talk about things and it's private and safe? How can they then take that to like school or to their other, other everyday activities? Is that, are you teaching them these skills of your voice has value? So how do they then take it into other spaces where they might not feel as 100% safe. They've had a lot of opportunity to discuss things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, after the election, there's a lot of talk about um, a heightened bullying in yeah. schools that some of the folks are facing and then, um, you know, other things that are happening right now that they're bringing into the workshop because it's their life. They can't escape it and they're yeah. welcome to bring those things in here. And we have, I don't know, just a way. Yeah. I think we've had a lot of great opportunities to uh, let the girls read in public and share their Mm -hmm. work in ways. And I've seen their confidence grow Mm -hmm. over the last few months. And that's been really just totally validating to see. Just encouraging them to, you know, share space with women, professional writers, Mm -hmm. folks who are open to letting them talk and letting them write and letting them share and just that in the weekly workshops is growing their confidence, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's not school. And I think actually it's important to kind of have that distinction because when it comes like that kind of assignment, mandatory mentality. Yeah. I mean, even I, I love to read and write as a kid, but that just something about the obligatoriness of it. Just, yeah. ugh. Yeah. When you're assigned a book versus when you choose the book yourself. Oh, exactly. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So what, walk us through what is a normal session like? 
I mean, sometimes they vary so much. It's so funny. Um, different locations have different dynamics. Totally, too. Mm-hmm. totally. Total different vibes, total different needs. Mm-hmm. Um, but usually we'll come in, uh, you know, ask how they're doing. Um, and then we always ask, like, do you have anything to share? Because a lot of girls sometimes will work on their own at home. And maybe they're working on a poem that they've, you know, really long poem or a short story where they've done some like kind of journal type entries and they want to share it with us. So we'll sometimes, we usually kick off with like, okay, you want to share this with us? Great. Um, some girls don't like to read out loud. Mm-hmm. They they don't feel comfortable doing that. And that's totally 100% fine. Yeah. Um, some are comfortable with one of us reading it yeah. out loud. Totally fine. Um, some just want us to, want us to read it to ourselves. So that's what we'll do. We, we go based on their own comfort level. There's mm-hmm. no pressure. There's no, well, you have to share. You wrote this, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. sharing time. I remember the session I went to, there was a young girl who she had written something and she didn't even want to be in the room when mm-hmm. someone else read it for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that she felt like, but then she came back and talked about it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's, it's just such a great way to have a safe place to, you know, mm-hmm. I yeah. want someone to talk about this, but I don't want to listen to it mm-hmm. being read. Cause I know I'm really reading my own work or just hearing someone else read my work. I, you know, I get that. Yeah. I cringe mm-hmm. a little bit, you know, even though I've been writing for a long time. Oh yeah. It's so personal. I mean, it came out of your brain. Right. Yeah. Especially like in school, there's so much, Oh, well, we're going to, everyone, yeah, judgment and everybody has to read a page out loud. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was the kid who was like, I'll read the whole book out loud. Like, (laughs) but I I mean, he was like, I'm going to write a fake thing for the class to read out loud and I'll keep my real thing written out here. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, I would always. It's not surprising. I was ahead of social media almost. Like, here's my (laughs) thing. Kim knew where this was all. I know. It's all for show. (laughs) And the girls who come to the workshops can determine their level of vulnerability. Mm -hmm. So if they want to, be there and share and receive a critique yeah. from professionals and their peers, which some of them have grown to really love and engage oh, yeah. with. Because mm-hmm. if they bring in work and it's critiqued and we're teaching them how to critique well yeah. and to receive critique well, they go home and they work on it and they bring it back the next week and they we do it all over again. That was something Vivian really emphasized from the beginning was not just, it was good. Right. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Because mm-hmm. it's that's just so doesn't help no and it doesn't really grow anyone and so anytime that that you know someone would say it's good she'd always kind of press them like well what did you like about it what parts were good so and that kind of gets them critical thinking which Mm -hmm. you know maybe Mm -hmm. um that's kind of attention isn't given in school yeah so and in the workshops we don't necessarily have enough time to dig in deep and like work on grammar and sentence structure and Mm -hmm. all these different things but if we get them engaged in critical thinking Mm -hmm. to do it on their own and talk through some of the sort of um, framework pieces, Mm -hmm. then they take that home and they do it at home and they bring it back and they're more ready to face that challenge of, here, I'm presenting something that's much better than I presented last week or last month. Yes. And not that the last thing was bad. No. No. It was just a first, especially we do a lot of like in the group Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, some of the girls be like, oh, my spelling was wrong, my grammar, like, hey, that's not, this is a first draft. Yeah. You know, like oh we're just God, kind of getting right. words out on the paper. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. do not focus on that. And just right. kind of, I've said before to them, like, you just got to barf up words, which yeah. is kind of like my, yeah. my yeah. mentality to writing yeah. is just that, like, just get it out. Mm-hmm. And you've so. been so wonderful with that and engaging them to put pen to paper because it was, it was kind of hard at first. Oh yeah. We um, gave them an open space and said, okay, let's do this thing. Yeah. And they were just like, I don't know what to do. Because yeah, the mm-hmm. possibility is so overwhelming. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We, There's um, nothing scarier to a writer than like a blank page. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think now it was, what? Right. 
what was it in December? We gave them a prompt and we kind of like, we did the romantic, what was it? The romantic sci-fi prompt? Yeah. They chose the theme and the character and. And then Vivian kept pressing them like, okay, well, how about we'll have, you know, there has to be at least a man and a woman. You decide who they are, what they are. I didn't say man and woman. I said two characters. Two characters, excuse me. Um, Two characters. And um, they, it, we, we gave them the setting of Pittsburgh. And they were like, what are we supposed to do with this? <laughs> like yeah. challenging them to kind of like, well, you can take this and put it in any point in time that you want. You know, mm-hmm. is it Pittsburgh in the yeah. 1800s? Is it Pittsburgh in the 2050s? You yeah. know, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. So giving them some parameters, but also yeah. some freedom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how did you guys meet? I've known Vivian Oh, good. Week. Seems like a forever. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, it seems too long. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've known you at least 2010, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it had something to do with writing or something. Friend. Yeah. Group crossing or comedy. Some, you know, it's it's Pittsburgh. It's one of those. Like, I you know. just, you're Everyone like, wait, how do I know you? Um, I do. I can. So, how I got involved. Was uh, Vivian and I ran into each other at a party because again mutual friends. Mm-hmm. It was um, our two of our friends throw an annual fall party mm-hmm. every year, which mm-hmm. is fun just to celebrate fall. Sure. So I ran in, we ran into each other, and she was talking. <laughs> um, any excuse to get together. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, everybody wears plaid. It's such a great party every year. Um, so she was talking about, oh, I'm starting this new thing. Girls write Pittsburgh. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, oh my god, that's amazing. Like, what can I do? Blah, 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 blah. Like immediately, I'm like, all right, let me get involved. I'm gonna like get boots. I'm like, you could do anything. You could do uh, this kind of thing. You could do like a comedy sketch pot, uh, comedy sketch workshop. And she's like, great, that's what you're doing. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> what? You just signed yourself <laughs> yeah, exactly. up. Totally. Like, uh, so yeah. So just beware. If yeah. you say that you're going to do something, she's she, going to hold you to it. I'm going to hold you. To it. Yeah. <laughs> Not just hold you to it. I'm going to give you the reins and you're going like, <laughs> to yep. And that's exactly what happened. I started uh, coming to the Brookline location. Uh, at first, it was like once a month, twice a month. And then I just started coming every week. Mm-hmm. And in January, she's like, we're going to have our first Cooley workshop. I'm like, oh, cool. What's it going to be? She's like, sketch writing. You're leading it. I'm like, oh, that, <laughs> that's coming back again. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, January, we had our first quarterly workshop. Um, it, it was sketch writing. Uh, it was in the Brookline Teen Outreach Center. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had about eight girls, I believe, which mm-hmm. was a perfect number because mm-hmm. we we didn't know who was coming. We yeah. didn't have a registration link or anything. It was just us. And um, the uh, sketch group, Frankly Scarlet, mm-hmm. came, and they're great. They mm-hmm. are out of uh, Arcade Comedy Theater. Oh, cool. uh, and they came and they did. They performed a sketch, um, and then they also showed one on video. And then they did a Q&A, and the girls asked really great questions. They were super involved. Mm-hmm. It was really, really uh, – Really great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I keep saying great. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> it's if it's because, great, it's great. Yeah. And we had a table reading. We had a so table they got reading. To read through some sketches. And I brought then... some sketches from SNL and that, that got them really excited. Like, it. these are some old SNL sketches. And they read through them. And then we kind of divided them into groups and they started writing their sketches. And then perform them at the end. And mm-hmm. it was just a lot of fun. Were you surprised by how engaged they got? Because it sounded like they like ran with what you just brought to them. I kind of what, especially like mm-hmm. I was just kind of like, what am I, I, I'm not a teacher. I want to mm-hmm. really emphasize yeah. this. Like I've never, <laughs> I really want to emphasize that. Like mm-hmm. I, when I was in college, people were like, oh, you're going to, you know, you, I have an English degree. Like, oh, well, 
you know, get a teaching certificate. That's mm-hmm. always a good backup. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to have a backup. Yeah. Like, right. I'm a writer. I'm a writer, damn it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Girl, I so I kind of made it all up. I'm, I'm like, all right, well, Vivian gave me, I honestly, Vivian's trust really is what helped me so much with this was just, all right, she trusted me. I'm going to do this. There is no right or wrong, which is a big thing for me is kind of breaking down my, like, there's a right way and a wrong way. No, there's yeah. just the yeah. way I'm doing it. And mm-hmm. this is the way I'm doing it. And it sounds too like you probably would have been a kid that would have loved something like this. 100%. So were you kind of t- channeling yeah. your inner 13-year-old girl and being like, what would she have wanted yeah. to do? Yeah. Totally, yeah. totally, totally. So super organic. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. that's kind of what got me so excited when Vivian mentioned this. Is, this is something I would have loved as a kid. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of fell in the weird in-between where I had a bunch of notebooks, but I also had a live journal. So like mm-hmm. I was in the beginning of the oh. internet phase where I <laughs> – wrote all about I wrote about things and like I knew my classmates were reading it you know what I mean mm, like yeah. so kind of like self-conscious writing. performance yeah. art yeah. kind of yeah, in a yeah. weird way but it was like still pre-social media so you didn't have that like yeah the performativeness that we do now right mm-hmm. um but yeah so that was I, I just I remember feeling like oh there's no one who really writes where I'm from because I'm from a small town too mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. yeah and that was my whole reasoning too like when I was a kid I didn't have a peer one peer mm-hmm. to yeah. share any of this with. Um, it certainly wasn't encouraged to mm-hmm. like be creative and do this thing and be different. And, you know, so bringing all that to the table because of our personal backgrounds, plus like our personal desire just to serve girls mm-hmm. and where they are, mm-hmm. you know, and, and whatever that looks like yeah. is, is um, something really special. Do you think something like this is really necessary in specifically right now in the cultural and political climate that we're existing in, that something like this is so needed? I, I agree 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, I think especially, you know, uh, what, what we're seeing and what's happening, I think encouraging girls to talk and that their opinions matter. Right. And that... But I like what you were saying earlier about, it's not just about your opinions, it's critically thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I think that's something that's kind of been missing from like the larger yes. mm-hmm. conversation collectively. There's yeah. no one's really stopping to think before they critique. Yeah. They're just putting it out. And mm-hmm. then a lot of yeah. times it's wrong. Yeah. They're getting misinformation and they're retracting yeah. and there's a lot of that happening. So what I'm impressed with, well, I'm impressed by this whole thing that you guys are doing, but <laughs> specifically is the concept of critical thinking because I think that's so lacking in our school system right now too. It's yeah. it's how here's what to think. Yeah, we right. lost how to think, and mm-hmm. we're challenging them with all of that. Yeah, and once we as facilitators walk into the room, right, our political affiliation like right. stops. Yeah, our yep. religious mm-hmm. affiliation yep. stops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything that's happening with us personally stops at yep. the door, mm-hmm. so they can be free to explore whatever they're exploring. Mm-hmm. And they're of various socioeconomic backgrounds sure. and religions and yep. cultures. And we allow them to mm-hmm. just work through anything that's related to that or write about something that's completely unrelated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. we break it down so that they have a better understanding of, okay, this is what I learned last Wednesday night. I'm going to take this into my next writing class and engage in that way. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. or, you know, I'm going to take this into my, like have friend's gotten, house. Have you gotten any feedback from the girls personally about, have any of them come up to you and said, you know, this has really been X, Y, and Z instrumental or something. Have, have any of them said anything to you? <laughs> all the that? time. Every yeah. time. Wow. Yeah, all the time. It's, it's, That's so interesting. It's been, um, Wednesday's my favorite night of the week for, yeah. for yeah. that workshop location. Yeah. It's been, 
Um, we love it because there's only self-identifying girls in the room so we can be ourselves. Mm, Um, it's been, I've really learned how to become a better writer. Mm -hmm. It's been, I have formed friendships that I never would have had otherwise. I mean, it's all of those things. Introducing them to to feminist poetry, you know, Mm -hmm. introducing them to different short stories and taking them places outside of their neighborhood that they'd never been before. When we have quarterly workshops, and we're having them at local museums, and some of them don't have the ability, for whatever reason, to get there. Mm-hmm. We get them there. Yeah. And they experience things in a completely different way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, we had the opportunity early this summer for them to be on um, the Saturday Light Brigade, and they were so excited. Mm-hmm. They, they were on a live radio show. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. That's so cool. It, it was, was great. Really phenomenal. It was a really great opportunity. Mm-hmm. So who are the girls in the groups? I mean, is there a specific socioeconomic background that profile or is it sort of whoever wants to join can join there's not a specific individual Mm -hmm. it's um interesting to me Mm -hmm. because we have situated ourselves in locations where there's already programming available for teenagers but not the specific type of programming and support in neighborhoods where there aren't um quote unquote, after school programs Mm -hmm. of this nature, where this type of support, mentorship, and the opportunity to do other things outside of the workshop are available. Mm -hmm. So I was sort of expecting to get girls from those neighborhoods. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we also get girls whose moms are driving them in from other neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. And the dynamic is totally different, sometimes in what they're writing, sometimes in how they're responding, um, the level of accessibility that they've had in some of the neighborhoods isn't equal to other neighborhoods. So the conversations that they're having because of their backgrounds is, is serving all of them in different ways. And that's a really cool thing to find one with teenagers Mm -hmm. because that's a kind of place where you start to break from, accepting a lot of people mm-hmm. and sort of You're moving your people. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So just seeing that it has been really cool mm-hmm. um, because we do have a, a pretty well-rounded group of attendees mm-hmm. and all of this has been without a whole lot of um, like targeted recruitment no, or yeah. anything like that. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of, cool things that you have going on. You have an event coming up. We do. Which is Girls Write Pittsburgh. And I want to make sure we can fit this in. Can you talk a little bit about this? Because I love the organization you're partnering with, with Girls Rock. Yeah. Such a great group. It's going to be really, really great. We're um, Friday, uh, September 22nd, there is going to be a songwriting workshop partnered oh. with Girls Rock. And it's going to be at the Andy Warhol Museum. Which, um, what better place to do like a rock and roll? Yeah, totally. Sure. Like, yeah, yeah. That'd be so fun. I'm so excited for them. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be, it's $5 admission to the museum. Mm-hmm. It's the teen night, so it's going to be open a little later. And this workshop in particular is from 6 to 9 p.m. Fabulous. Yeah, yeah. so the workshop's taking place. And then I think <clears throat> we are trying to get a band to um, actually play the songs that oh the girls God. are writing How in the workshop. Oh. So they get to see their song perform live. Wow. Yeah. So it's going to be a lot of fun. That sounds really, really fun. These quarterly workshops, we can really like get some cool stuff happening. Yeah. They're longer. They're over like a Friday or Saturday. And sometimes like some girls, maybe they can't be there on a Tuesday or Wednesday. Maybe they have band practice or soccer or whatever. So a quarterly workshop is still a way that they can 
have fun and, you know, yeah. do their mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. And how can people support um, Girls Write Pittsburgh? Is there a way to donate or contribute to yeah. this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a website, girlswritepittsburgh.com, and there's a Facebook page, and there's an Instagram page, and there's a donate button on <laughs> our Facebook page and our website. Um, and any donations go straight to programming. All the programming is free. And all of us are volunteers. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And so you're in Brookline yep. and Garfield now, and yeah. they're going to be expanding into a new location soon. So give me the... Yeah. The so we meet ones. in Garfield on Tuesdays. We mm-hmm. meet in Brookline on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. And starting in January, we'll be meeting in the north side on Mondays and in Allentown, but that's yet to be determined. So exciting. Yeah. yeah. That's really exciting. Well, we look forward to hearing and reading more from you guys yeah, yeah. and thank you so much for being on the broadcast this was a great way to start up again i'm like really so inspired school starting school. get yeah. the word out yeah. hey kids i know you're listening to the broadcast <laughs> so come on down would love to see you especially yeah. in garfield this is andrea by the way <laughs> i probably should introduce myself like a half hour ago <laughs> uh yeah so we got a we've had a just a one one final quick plug autumn house press has mm-hmm. been really 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 awesome and yeah. they have all summer have been doing um readings in the park uh not highland park highland park yeah. um in june at the, at the end of june they had a reading in highland park mm-hmm. it was beautiful um mm-hmm. july's reading had to be rescheduled to assemble mm-hmm. and then we're having one the last one is august 25th mm-hmm. and um each reading they invited girls to to read their work which is super awesome. Yeah, so yeah. girls are sharing the stage with published authors and uh, national, you know, I book writers. It. Yeah, that's it's pretty great. So that was a really great opportunity. Thank you, Autumn House Press. Awesome. Yeah, for super sure. Cool. Yeah, and it's always good to put yourself in a space where you can be aspiring to somebody that mm-hmm. yeah was once like you. And yes. I think that's really great because you have to see it to know you can do it. Yep. Yeah. How cool. Sure. Yeah, and they can do it here, and that's what we want to tell them. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Well, Andrea and Vivian, thank you so much for talking to us about Girls Right. This is a great yeah, way to kick off. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are awesome. I'm Thanks. excited to see where this all goes. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you. show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.